Welcome to Gardens and Plants. I'm Peggy Riccio, a horticulturist in Northern Virginia. My website, pegplant.com, is an online resource for gardeners in the D.C. metro area. I publish a monthly newsletter called Peg Plants Post, and I give virtual talks about culinary herbs and edible flowers. And my name is Terry Spate, owner of Cottage in the Court, a website and blog where I share all things beautiful in the garden, from the places I visit, highlighting my favorite plants, books I'm reading, and more. And I live in Central Maryland. So Terry, what's going on in your garden? Well, Peggy, newsflash, the pink caryopteris actually is blooming. <laughs> she was definitely late to the party. Um, the pink is not as pink as I thought it would be. However, um, it's still in the pot. I've not put it in the ground yet. I will be putting it in the ground this week and uh, hopefully before the rain comes. And I'm thinking maybe next year it will be more brilliant, but I was just pleased to punch that it actually bloomed because I watched the buds swell, but then not much else was happening. Um, my roses, the, the my coral uh, drift roses, they're actually blooming now uh, in the midst of the leaves. So the leaves with all of its beautiful tones and this coral, it just really, really makes a statement. My at last rose actually bloomed on Saturday, believe, believe it or not, <laughs> which was kind of amazing. Um, my hellebore, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make sure that I don't have a lot of leaves around the base of those. Um, so really my garden is beginning its nesting season. It's beginning um, its wind down, but at the same time, you know, I'm moving, I've got what three hydrangeas to move, a redbud and a dogwood to plant. Uh, so I got a few things to do, but my garden is right on time. I do not have any vegetables in the back, but I did plant the rest of my garlic and the last of my shallots. So I am ready for winter. And it's a good place to be because normally this time of year I'm struggling, except for the bulbs. I'll do the bulbs. Uh, between now and Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. um, I will share a picture on uh, Instagram of the garlic that uh, Deborah Turner and I planted a couple of weeks ago at the Fiesta Community Gardens. Oh, the garlic was so pretty. It is just jumping up like, hello, and the <laughs> onions we planted. I mean, because my, my plants talk, talk to me. <laughs> um, we harvested all kinds of salad greens last week. Uh, I've got to go back over tomorrow and get more. So in my world, gardening doesn't stop. Every day is an adventure because after all, why not? Mm -hmm. What's going on in your garden? Well, I just actually finished planting my garlic too. And um, I had store-bought store garlic. And I also had garlic that I ordered from a special store out in Washington State that specializes in garlic. So this weekend when I was, you know, opening up the packages and tearing apart the clothes and everything, I realized there's really a big difference. And the, so the garlic that I got from the place that was out in Washington State that specializes in garlic was really nice and healthy and plump and, you know, really looked good. But the store-bought one, and this was in a 
this was in a garden center too. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not as good in, um, I'm not even sure if it's even going to make it, but I've now learned lesson number 264 to buy from a specialized place. Yep. So, and I'm experimenting too. I'm doing some in the ground, some in a, some in a very large round smart pot container that looks like a kiddie pool, and then mm-hmm. some in earth boxes. So it's an mm-hmm. experiment to see how it all works out. And in my garden, I have a lot of mums in my garden too, but um, they're past their prime. They're not very pretty right now. So I'm cutting them back and I cut back to about four inches and I can see the new growth at the base. And uh, I don't cut that back. I just leave that be. And I just cut back to about four inches. And these are mums that have been in the ground for several years. Mm-hmm. But people who get the potted mums, you know, for Halloween or for the fall decorations and all that, mm-hmm. those are not going to last um, n- over the winter. So um, it's too late to cut. You can put them in the ground, but they probably aren't going to be able to establish their roots. So they're probably not going to make it over the winter usually people just treat them like annuals and then you throw them in the compost pile when they're past their prime you could try um you could try keeping it in the container and then putting on its side and cutting back the stems to about four inches and then covering with mulch and putting in a protected place to see if it'll work but that's a 50 50 so -hmm. it's just to let you know that there's a difference between the ones that are in the ground and the ones that you buy in the pots at the garden centers Mm-hmm. And what else? Oh, so I was also, I'm pulling seed. I'm saving seed, but I'm also pulling seed because when I save the seed, I put them in the big um, paper bags from the grocery store. And then, you know, I have to separate the seed and then, you know, put in a smaller container. So I'm still saving seeds. And there are seed packet templates online that you can print, you know, and then mm-hmm. you print them and then you cut them out and you glue them or use tape or whatever. And then you can give your saved seeds to friends, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to post some links because I found some courtesy of Fine Gardening, My Frugal Home and City Girl Farming. So I'll post li- links to those in the show notes. And they're and, so cute and handy, you know. Yeah, they're very cute. Mm-hmm. And I was on the Katie Dubose sh- show this past Wednesday, which was recorded. People can see it on her site or on mine. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about holiday herbs. And she was giving away augers for drilling holes to plant plants, including bulbs. So mm-hmm. have you tried using the auger before? No, my sister has. I, you know, I'm old school, but I'm also becoming more seasoned. So I might have to try an auger. <laughs> but it looks like all you do is just plug it into a regular drill and it looks so easy and simple. So I'm going to have to try this too. But um, that's going to be my giveaway for the December issue of Peg Plants poster, these augers. It's, I hear about it all the time on Facebook, but I haven't actually tried it yet. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Trying is so many new things out there right now. Trying them is a challenge, but it also makes gardening fun. Yeah. And, and who knows, maybe that saves on, you know, the wrist and the back and all that. Maybe it's really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we will see. We will see. You know, the one thing that um, it's not new, but it's caught my attention um, is, con- you know, composting. I-, I see so many people like today, it was nothing but the hum of leaf blowers. Oh, yeah. I'm a quiet gardener because I want to, I want to hear things. I had a, it was in a client space a couple of years back and a deer just kind of like walked right past me because I was just kneeling over pulling weeds. And 
it's the honest to goodness truth. I've had rabbits come up and look at me and then bounce away because I love the peace of the garden. Today was not a peaceful day. And so then when I'm walking precious, I see all these mountains of leaves by the curb. And I'm thinking to myself, you all are giving away all that good fertilizer. All they have to do is run them over with the lawnmower mm-hmm. and use that if you want to rake it, rake it up, put it in your flower beds, keep it away from the crown of your plants. It will break down and make awesome, awesome soil. You, you know, nature gives us so much. We put it in brown bags and have somebody else haul it off. This is a great year because we still have a little time on our hands due to our wonderful pandemic. It's a great time to run the lawnmower over those leaves and put them back in your garden bed. Make your garden a cycle. You grow it, you cut it back, or the leaves fall, you chop it up and put it back in the garden. If you don't want to chop it up, then you can use the brown bags, but don't give them away. Mm-hmm. Put them at the back of your property. Turn them over the winter time. They break down really fast. Break down faster if you put a little scoop of soil in there. Um, so I did confiscate a couple of bags last night. Um, then a couple of neighbors gave me some bags today. So I think I'm on leaf overload right now. Um, but then I still walk past these mountains of leaves and I go, man, <laughs> if only. Yeah, we saved our leaves. We use our leaves here. We don't yeah. throw them away. We use them here. Do you chop them up or do you just do slow composting? It's, it's slow composting, but like um, I'm starting new garden beds. So they're going to be part of my new garden beds to make part of the new soil for the garden beds. Mm-hmm. And see, I that one bed that I was working on the back, the bags I confiscated last night, I already broke them apart and put them down. And even though I did container gardening on my terrace um, all this year, I have a community garden plot and I don't need to, you know, grow veggies for the whole community. (laughs) So I can grow my veggies in the community garden plot. So what I'm doing on my terrace is I have to grip my desk when I say this, I'm getting rid of pots. I will have my smart pots that I can take up at the end of the season and clean them off and put them away. But with an exception of probably four pretty big pots that I've got hydrangeas in, all the rest of them, uh, I'm giving them away. But why are, you, why are you not using them for plants? Because I'm going to have plants in the ground and I'd rather have that space for entertaining. Oh. I have a lot of pots. So you're going to invite me over? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like when I went back the other day to clean things out, it's like, okay, I've got the two containers by the door in the back and I've got my winter veggies in there, uh, bok choy, kohlrabi, some uh, kale, garlic, of course, and shallots. So that's all planted up, both of them. Um, When I bring my brugmansia back out in the spring, they're in decorative pots. Because uh, I bought them inside. Everything is pretty much peppers, eggplant, all that kind of stuff. I can grow that at the community garden plot. Or I can grow them in the ground, mixing them in my flower bed in the front. Mm-hmm. But I realized that I was taking up 
prime real estate on my terrace with all these pots. So, I, I mean, I put down one of three rugs this year. Next year, I'm at least going to go for two. <laughs> Maybe by year three, I'll go for the third rug. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get rid of pots. And uh, I've always had pots. I've had pots. Um, and you know who got me excited about pots was Tammy Winterschmidt mm-hmm. with the fling. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think it was in Buffalo. Might not have been Buffalo, but we went, um, no, it was not Buffalo. It was another fling. And this man had an excessive amount of pots and it was gorgeous, but I have a full-time job. Right. Pots are great, but pots, you have to water a lot. Especially if you're growing vegetables in them. Exactly. So I'm just thinking, you know what? As I become more seasoned, lighten my load, put it in the ground have my amazing gardens all around me and invite people over, especially if we're still dealing with the pandemic. I won't let people in my house, but we can come around back and entertain. That's a good idea. You can have a bunch of gardening friends over like me. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Look, (laughs) even now I've got the chimney. So we can sit outside and listen to the crackling fire of the chimney um, on a warm winter's evening. Great. Will be warmer with the chimney, but it's just something people might want to think about. How are you utilizing your space? What did you try this year that maybe was fun, but it's not your calling for next year? You want to do something different next year. Mm-hmm. Now's the time to think about those things. So I love my smart pot. So, you know. <laughs> I've got my smart pot for composting. I've got individual smart pots within the beds for last minute composting, which has been great for me, especially if you get them in colors that kind of fade into the garden. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. It, it's the smart pots. I um, have fallen in love with them because of their versatility. So the other pots, not so much. I'm, I'm, I'm going to retire them. I'm going to clean them up real nice and I'm going to put them by the curb. And oh, put don't put them there. by the curb. Oh, no, 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 no. You have to give it to me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, you have no idea how many pots I have, but I will. <laughs> I will, I will, I will share a lot of the ones that are in great, in better shape. I'll share with you and the other ones, because somebody may not have, and if they see pots for free, they'll scoop them up. I had an arbor on the side of two arbors. I just have one now, but the other one, it wasn't what I wanted for that side of the house. And I put it out by the curb and these, these people came up in a van. They were like, is this free? I'm like, yeah. And they took it. So for other people, maybe for our listeners that have decided, "Mm, don't want to do a lot of pots next year, or I want to do smaller pots, or I just want to change the pots. Think about it. Clean them up real nice. You don't want to, you know, have anyone uh, get any type of soil-borne diseases. Clean your pots up, put them by the curb, and put free on there. You'd be surprised, especially on a weekend. You'd be surprised. Somebody just might need them. Actually, one of my neighbors did have pots by the side, and I did want to stop and get them, but they were really, really large, heavy ones, and I couldn't lift them up myself. But 
Um, but that's a good idea. I mean, you can even, um, for people who are getting the pots, you can even spray paint them, you know, if there's a particular color you want. But yeah, um, so that's a, that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, it, have you been ordering any seeds or any bulbs or anything like that lately? Um, no, I, well, I've been looking at the Botanic Interest catalog, so I've got to make a decision this week, but, um, Oh, I already ordered mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kind of figured I, I, um, I, I went hiking the weekend and I just kind of escaped and looked at leaves <laughs> because I'm really into leaves right now. Um, uh, but I don't have to get back to it. I did collect some pine cones though, um, for decorating a wreath or a table arrangement um, to celebrate the seasons. But seeds are in short supply. And I would advise everyone, if you're getting catalogs or if you have a 2020 catalog, try to submit an order now because you might get disappointed later. Well, that's what happened when I ordered from Botanical Interests. I mean, I was actually very impressed that I ordered it really early in the morning, and then by that afternoon, I got an email saying it was packed and on the way, but I'm glad I had my a list. I, I write it all down, of course, and I had my list, and I'm ordering some things, and some of them were not in stock, so I had a backup, I, or I substituted. So if you're going to order, you should have a backup or a substitute just in case they're not in stock, but I'm not just ordering from botanical interest. I'm going to order from other catalogs, too, so eventually right. I'll get it, but... Um, so I, I just got them today, actually. It, wow. It yeah, I just got them today and, um, I ordered them. It says here, I'm looking at the invoice right now. I ordered them on the fifth and I just got them today. So that was really fast. Yeah. Oh, I might it have was to a sit deal. up tonight. <laughs> you like, you know, get $30 and no shipping. And I hate to pay for shipping. It really pisses me off. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I got $30 worth of seeds. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I try not to pay for shipping as well, but I guess I, I want to make sure it's seed that I'm going to use and that I'm going to love. Like um, I need seeds for a spring cutting garden. So that's going to be the first thing that I'm looking at. Um, and then maybe a few vegetables as well. So I definitely will have my order placed by the end of the week. Mm -hmm. Well, have you visited any places lately? Oh, yes. <laughs> That's another reason why I haven't ordered seeds. So last uh, Friday, I went to um, the Baltimore area. The leaves were phenomenal. I'm sorry. I'm really into leaves right now. Um, the leaf show was amazing. Um, and I met up with another GardenCon member, Wendy Brister. And we went to, uh, of course, Cavanaugh's. Um, I love Cavanaugh's. The guys at Cavanaugh's are just absolutely gracious and amazing. Um, and I'll be sharing more about uh, Cavanaugh's over the winter even. But uh, another place we went to was Putman Hill. And what a great little place. I was excited because it was something new. I was more excited because I found a plant that I've been looking for for 16 years, Peggy. Hmm. What is it? Seaberry. Um, winterberry. It is something that was in my Fredericksburg garden as a ground cover. And, you know, I, I put it on my Facebook. I could have mail ordered it, but it's something about physically handling a long-awaited 
gift from nature. And that's what this is for me. Um, I, I really miss my Fredericksburg garden. So finding this and she, I mean, it was, they were healthy specimens, totally berrylicious. Um, the foliage was clean. All of the plants that she had in stock were absolutely amazing. I can't wait to go back and see her garden at least three times during a season because you could look at the bones of the garden and tell, I bet you bulbs pop up there. And she would verbally walk you through it. Oh yeah, I have this bulb as an underplanting. Her greenhouses were beautiful. Uh, she had some mums that were just to die for. So it was, it was one of those little nurseries that you would go to when there's nothing else on your agenda to do for the day. And she's in Baltimore or north of Baltimore? It's um, it's kind of north of Baltimore and definitely in the county. I want to say it's Kingsville, but I could be wrong. Um, but she's like 20 minutes from Cavanaugh's. So well worth it. You know, I'm going to definitely be looking out for her next spring. Mm -hmm. Definitely we'll have her on the podcast because uh, the little bit of her story that she was able to share, um, it sounded absolutely amazing. And there were quite a few specialty plants there, even, and Wendy, will, she, I should have written the name down. She was telling me about this salvia that had a little fuzziness on the leaves and the bloom. And it was pink. And I, when she first told me, I thought, I wonder if that's the one I saw in Paris. When she showed it to me, it was. It was like, oh my goodness, I need to shop here. I need to know this nursery that much better because when they have things from my familiar and they just have them, it just means that my taste and their taste are in alignment. So I can't wait to see what she's going to be growing for 2021. I can't wait to get back up there and visit. Uh, maybe on a warm uh, winter's day next year when the bulbs are up. Mm -hmm. uh, it is on a winding road. Probably wouldn't want to go on that road in the ice, but you know. Right. But she's open to the days. public. She's retail. Um, yes, yeah, she did. She has, she has open days, not all the time. So she will announce her open days uh, when she has them. Um, but she had a few open days this year. So she said it was it was nice, but um, we'll we'll find out more about her when she's on the podcast. But definitely something to put on the radar. Putman Nurse, Putman Hills, right? And Cavanos is wholesale, but they have retail days, right? Cavanos is wholesale, but you can go on their website and see what they have listed, and you can order and pick up. Mm -hmm. They do allow you to pick up. You cannot go through the nursery. Um, but they do allow you to order online and then just come pick your order up. And let me tell you, if you want to see some healthy plant material, if it came from Cavanaugh's, it's healthy plant material. Mm. I have two different echinaceas that are stunning. The foliage is clean. The blooms are almost iridescent and just healthy plants. But, you know, a couple of years ago, we had a, a um, garden writers conference and Kavanaugh's hosted us. 
And even then, the plant material was divine. So even in the midst of COVID, they've kept things going. They were working on uh, getting the greenhouses up and um, just sharing, you know, what we think about gardening, gardens, how garden centers have had to pivot this year. Um, just two amazing people. And Wendy is their marketing specialist. So um, like I said, we'll be hearing more and more about Cavanaugh's because um, I love supporting local and I love supporting nurseries that get it and they get it. Great. Well, I'm, I'm yeah. definitely going to go to Putnam Hill uh, next year when they open up again. And yeah. um, it's, it's, it's not an it's not a large independent garden center. It's more of a home family owned business. It's like a boutique or like yeah. specialty plants. So yeah. it's the place to go if you want to get something unusual. Yeah. And, and it's not the place where you're like, Oh, I got 20 minutes. I'm going to run in here. No. Because when you get there, you'll want to see, um, I believe Wendy told me her husband is a sculptor. So there's art in the garden. Mm. Um, it, is, it is truly a garden center that, that represents peace. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So but we'll, we'll find out more about uh, Mel and Putman Hills, Wendy and Cavanaugh's and more as the winter goes on. Because we want to get everyone amped up and excited for spring 2021 <laughs> at least i am I, that's my goal so but i also want to share this with you so you know i'm a garden conservancy nut mm -hmm. last week was just the most awesome presentation from paige dickey and she they they recently well not recently but they sold their uh estate and bought a larger estate is more land but it's it has a smaller home it's more humble than what they had before not as garden intensive a lot more natural and her book uprooted a gardener reflects on beginning again let me tell you i could i i sat here and i was like hanging on her every word because i understand um she embraces a meadow more than an intensively planted perennial bed because the meadow has all these little points of interest throughout. So less maintenance, a lot more joy. The book is amazing. I will do the, I'll review the book on my um, website, but the Garden Conservancy is such a gift. Their next presentation is going to be from Larry Letterman, um, Garden Poet portraits experiences of natural beauty he is the photographer of the new york botanic garden so he's going to be uh, chatting about um different gardens and what they meant to him and how he photographed them and whatnot the deal with the conservancy is if you are a member you can listen to the podcast for five dollars if you're not a member it's fifteen dollars if you want to get the book and the podcast and you're a member, it's $40, not bad. So deep, deep discounts on the books. And then you get to hear them talk about it. It's just, to me, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's well worth it. I can't wait to get into Paige's book. Uh, I'm probably going to lose sleep this week because of it, but it's okay. 
Um, but a couple of, let me, let me tell you a couple of things I'm going to listen to this week. So tomorrow, another one of our garden, um, com members will be giving a talk at the Botanic Garden. It's free. It's virtual. Starts at 630. Abra Lee, um, Conquer the Soil is her business. She is, uh, going to be talking about, they have this series called Yard of the Month. So she's going to be discussing beautification efforts that have driven civic change. The beauty of this talk, because Abra and I are on the same page with this, while we love our vegetables, a lot of times the African-American horticultural experience when it comes to ornamental gardening is overlooked. So she's going to be discussing that. So I am very excited about that. Um, Obviously, Precious is going to go for a short walk tomorrow because <laughs> before then, uh, the Portrait Gallery, all part of the Smithsonian programming, is having a virtual writing hour from five to six. That's free. Um, that's all tomorrow. Then on Wednesday, the Asian Art Museum at lunchtime, 12.15, they're having a meditation and mindfulness event. That should be interesting. So I'm excited about that too. And then also back up to tomorrow, you would get a kick out of this, Peggy. The city of Albany, this is in, this was on Eventbrite. They are having a virtual garden talk on herbs. Hmm, I didn't see that one. Yeah. Albany, like Albany, New York. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's going to be a clinical herbalist, Cheryl. Mm -hmm. From Bowser, I probably wrecked her name. She's going to be talking about um, herbs that build resilience and relieve stress. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'll, I'll share that with you later on, but that one is free as well. Um, uh, Cheryl has a, a shop called uh, Gardening in this Gardening Time, Gathering Time, gar Gathering Time. So those are a couple of things that I am really excited about. Um, what's going on? What are you listening to? What are you planning on being enlightened with over the next couple of days? Well, first I wanted to talk about this past Saturday, my family and I went to Middleburg, Virginia. Ooh. And um, because I was with my family, I wasn't actually looking at gardens, but I, <laughs> but it was such a gorgeous day. I took them out to Middleburg and it was fantastic weather on Saturday. And I highly recommend going there to get a mental health break because there were great stores, lots of good places to eat. And there were, of course, there was a lot of wineries there, but my kids are not 21, so we didn't go to the wineries. But, you know, that's something to keep in mind for the future. But there's lots of wineries. We ate lunch at the Market Salamander, which is part of the Salamander Resort, which is nearby. And, of course, I did want to go to the Salamander Resort and just walk around and experience it and look at it and check it out. But I couldn't do that with my family. But the, res the place where we had lunch was at the Market Salamander and it was really, really good. So I highly recommend that one. And then uh, they had a bookstore, and I always go into the bookstores. And so I purchased this book, actually two books. Um, but one of them was really interesting because it's called A Life of Spice. And it's by Monica. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. It's B-H-I-D-E. She's Indian. And the lady who owned the bookstore, 
um, she said, oh, yeah, I know her. And I said, you do? Does she live here? And she said, no, she lives somewhere in like Arlington or Alexandria. And I said, well, that's where I live. So I Googled her and I looked it up. And sure enough, she lives here near where I live. She's somewhere here. And she's written many books about cooking and so about Indian cooking and cooking and spices and even fiction. So Ooh. I'm going to start reading her books because and this this one that is called A Life of Spice is very good. So mm -hmm. I discovered a new author. And then I also got another book. This one is A Taste of Virginia Through the Garden Gate, and it's published by the James River Garden Club. It's their local cookbook. So it's a really cool book because it has lots of Virginia-based recipes, but also pictures of all the public gardens in Virginia, across the state of Virginia, or the Commonwealth of Virginia, mm -hmm. including all the ones that... Um, you know that the Garden Club of Virginia uh, likes to restore old properties. So it has a list of old properties and old gardens. And um, it's a very pretty book. Lots of great pictures. Because I like to collect the cookbooks that the local gardening clubs produce. Mm. Um, so those were finds. And, and we just had a glorious day. And I highly recommend to go out there on a Saturday when it's nice and everything. But this coming week, um, there's lots of things going on still. This coming week on Thursday the 12th, there's fall plant care online workshop by the sill thursday is pruning ornamental trees and shrubs with david yost at maryfield garden center and thursday is also covering the basics vegetable garden prep with brie author through longwood gardens mm. and friday the 13th is garden talk curb appeal for fall beauty by green spring gardens this is in person friday the 13th uh, the master gardens in northern virginia is going to do invasive plants and native alternatives um, Saturday the 14th, Wild at Home with Hilton Carter, mm. Brookside Gardens. The 16th, Monday, a grand tour of Versailles, which you might be interested in, through the Pennsylvania Horticultural Society. Mm -hmm. And then on the 17th, Tuesday, is a webinar on the challenges and complexities of ecological gardens, uh, Ecological Landscape Alliance. Mm. So, I mean, that's just a little bit of, all, there are many, many more things going on. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of different things going on. You know, it's funny you mentioned James River. Years ago, when I was in Fredericksburg, the uh, community center, we did a bus tour and there was an entity down by the James River where they had collected all of these historic homes and a church, put them on one parcel of land. And we had a, if you want to call it a roaming feast. So in one house, we had uh, the appetizer. And then you would walk over to the next house, all within walking distance. And then the next house, you would have the first course or salad. Then the third place, you would have the dinner. And then the dessert was in the church. It was just so much fun. And in the middle of it all, they had the gardens where they grew a lot of the herbs and vegetables that you were eating on this tour. And there was a lady there, I, I, you know, I'm a fan of Virginia Gardens, and there was a lady and she had a daughter, and I cannot remember her name, but the little girl gave me this copper birdhouse. I still have it, Peggy. Hmm. Yeah. So for people, you know, they're like, some people are like, oh, it's a historic home and garden. I'm not interested. You really would be surprised at the different unique experiences you can have when you participate in things like that. Um, 
That I would really, be a lot of fun. Yeah, that would be oh, a yeah. great idea to do. Yeah, it was it was really really wonderful. Um, and it was a story that went with each house that they collected. You know, it was just so much fun. So, little things like that make gardening that much more fascinating, and it really makes gardening an experience to be enjoyed by all. That's true. Yeah. So I'm going to get to my book now. What are you, okay. what are you going to do? <laughs> I have to read these two books. <laughs> no, I read the spice one and I'm still working on the cookbook one because then I like to try the recipes. So, yeah. but that's it for now, I guess. Is that it? That's it for me right now. Okay, well, we'll be back next week. And Gardens and Plants is a weekly podcast brought to you by professional garden communicators. Visit our websites for more detailed information at pegplant.com and cottageinthecourt.com. We're very active on social media. You can find Peggy at Pegplant and Terry at Cottage in the Court. And the show notes will have links to several of the places, products, and plants we mention. And we've not accepted payment for these mentions on this episode. However, we would appreciate your support. Please subscribe to Gardens and Plants and email us if you have any questions at gardensinplantspodcast at gmail.com. Goodbye for now and get in the garden.